You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Um, today I have with me, I have A, and A is a, you guys are a hot wife couple, correct? Yes. Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, Michael. Thank <laughs> well, welcome, you for having welcome, me. Welcome. Now, I came across um, uh, A's profile on Twitter, as I have with with many of my guests, and uh, the, the the one thing that kind of jumped out at me about her profile and uh, what led us to talking was um, A, A is from China. She now lives in the United States. And she was one of these women who it, it was almost like an awakening, you know, like like she had these experiences and and they kind of had a profound effect on her to the point where you know, she kind of wants to make other women in her country aware that this lifestyle exists. And I was just, I was fascinated by that. And we began talking and began a friendship and had some really nice conversations. And she had expressed, you know, she had expressed an interest in coming on my show. So, of course, you know, I jumped at the opportunity. So here we are. Um, so, again, you already said hi. So uh, just to give everyone an idea, how long have you been in the United States? Um, I've been here for four years. Okay. Now, just to let everyone know, you guys are, are a hot wife couple, a stag vixen uh, type couple. Uh, but mm-hmm. your primary interest within that lifestyle is you are very much into black men. Like that is your segment of the lifestyle that you enjoy, correct? That's right. Okay. So... To kind of give us all an idea, kind of take us back to 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 the beginning. Like, how did how did this all uh, begin with you? Like, kind of how did you meet your husband? So, um, I met my husband in China, and uh, he's American, and he went to China to study, and then and after graduated from school, and he spent a couple of years there. So, I met him right after I guess he graduated. Um, it was like more than 10 years ago. Um, yeah, we met each other, but we were just friends at the beginning. To be specific, friends with benefits mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning. So, um, yeah, our relationship um, uh, didn't really get serious until later. Okay, so one of the things that I kind of like to, to, to find out, so it was your husband who, I guess, uh, exposed you to this as far as putting these ideas ab- about this lifestyle uh, in your head? Yeah, I would see that's definitely him. <laughs> okay, so to give me an idea, what were your what were your sexual tastes like before your husband came in the picture? You know, like what what type of woman were you as far as your sexual views? Were you already kinky? Were you pretty much just strictly vanilla? Like, what? How would you describe what? the way that you looked at sex and the way it fit into your life was? I would say I was probably like um, average or even a little bit conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a, I had fantasies of 
having sex with more than one guy, but it's really like just a fantasy and you think about it very occasionally and you never thought about like put it through and make it happen. And uh, yeah, before him, I had a relationship and a boyfriend, um, but it's more like one-on-one, very normal, very conservative way. Okay. So, okay. So you meet, you meet your husband and uh, just mm-hmm. to satisfy my own curiosity, how long did you know your husband before the two of you got intimate? I mean, were you, was it a first date kind of thing? Did you make him wait a little bit? Did you give it up right away? <laughs> like, like. <laughs> okay. So as I said, we started like friends with Sandy Face. It was very like um, casual encounter. And we met each other at a bar, typical. And uh, he was single and uh, I was single. Then, you know, we had a great time. That's how we started. Um, but when I met him, uh, we met each other um, in the city. He traveled to there, and I happened to work there. And then we got we met each other. We had a great time, and he said he has uh, to go back to where he lived, and that happened to be my hometown. So, and I was like, oh, great. So, you know, that's my hometown, and I go back often as well. So. Then we stay we stay in touch, and uh, I go home often. Then every time when I went back home, and you know I contact him, and then we just hang out together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how it started. So I would say yes, first time. Okay, so <laughs> when you when you guys were talking and, and eventually started dating, how how long did it take before you realized or before he told you? Not necessarily about the lifestyle, but just where you were like, okay, this guy is kind of kinky. Like this guy is, does not think like most guys do. Like how? Like when did that first enter the picture for you guys? Um, let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> take your time. Take your time. All right. Yeah. Um, so I think you know. Um, as I mentioned, that we didn't live in the same city. So mm-hmm. um, I only I only uh, met him whenever I went back home. So then eventually I moved back home. So we lived in the same city, but we were not even dating. We were just you know meeting each other, really like casually. So then um, then he started exploring this idea with me, and he's asking, oh, you know, um. What do you what what is your fantasy? That was probably the very earlier stage mm-hmm. questions he asked. And then I thought about it. I said, Yeah, and then I told him my fantasies and one of my fantasies was to have sex with two guys at the same time. But I wasn't very specific, like, oh, it has to be a white guy or right. an Asian guy or a black guy. So right, I just two guys in general. Yeah, just two guys in general. And the image, the picture wasn't really clear to me. And then he started asking, um, hey, what do you think about? Because back those days, um, honestly, we did not see a lot of black guys in China. And then he was like, oh, what do you, what do you think about black guys? I'm like, mm, what do you mean by what do I think? I'm like, they're nice. They're just same as the other guys. I mean, personally, before I um, came to uh, America, I also lived in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then I also uh, lived in um, you know, um, Middle East for a couple of years as I've been like living abroad for many, many years as I've seen different race and I've seen different people. So I'm like, um, yeah, they're just same as the other people. And some of them are nice. Some are not right. so nice. <laughs> same right. as 
yeah, same as everybody else. And uh, he, I guess that was the way he was testing the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he saw my reaction and uh, a couple of times later, we we're talking about our fantasies. We we're talking about, you know, what we what excites us. And he brought up this idea. He was like, hey, have you ever thought about trying a threesome? And I'm like, uh, okay, you caught me off guard. I didn't really think about it because fantasy is different than real life. Right, right. And then he just, yeah, he just. He just left this. He left this idea with me. He was like, oh, "Think about it." And a couple of days later, or weeks later, when we talk about it, and then he brought it up again. Then I was like, um, "I hesitated," but I was like, "Well, if I don't try it now, because I've been thinking about this idea, if I don't try it now, what if one day I regret, and what if I will never have the opportunity to try it?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, let's give it a try." That's okay. how. We had our first experience. Okay, so let me ask you, at at, at the time you guys had that conversation, mm-hmm. had you been seeing each other long enough where you knew that you were developing strong feelings for him? Or had that not entered the... In other words, was he still a casual friend at this time? Or were you guys at the point where I, you were getting serious about each other? It was still very casual. Oh. And uh, yeah, we were still like, meeting for fun and in my mind and he was a great guy he was good but he's not really like suitable for me right and he probably faced me the same time is the same way we we are attracted to each other in the bedroom but we felt like in reality we might not be the one for each other okay so you started walking down the road as far as exploring you guys were, mm-hmm. for, for all intents and purposes, you were fuck, you were fuck buddies. You were friends, like you said, friends with benefits. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so what do you recall? Uh, what do you recall about that first experience that you guys had? So you got, you know, he told you to think about it. You thought about it and said, "Well, this might be a good opportunity for me to kind of live out my fantasy." And so you kind of went back mm-hmm. to him and 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 told him that you were interested. Uh, so. How did your first experience come along after you had admitted to him that you were interested and wanted to pursue it? Um, okay, so to be honest with you, the first time didn't go so well. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is not exactly the same way I I pictured. And I kind of dropped it. Um, and he didn't, bring, he didn't bring it up for a long time. I didn't talk about it for long time mm-hmm. so the first so, time you did it, it you mean like the, the guy didn't perform well or you didn't like what was wrong with the first time so three of us and none of us had an experience like this mm-hmm. so we all very nervous every every one of us were very nervous and uh, the guy didn't know what to do and uh, i didn't know and i i I didn't think of my husband back those time. He knew he was what he was doing. So <laughs> it was a total mess, I must be. And everybody was nervous, and the guy was very shy, and he didn't even want to let my husband to be in the same room. And my husband had to go to the bathroom. Then he could do his thing, and I, then I kind of lost the interest. I was like, yeah, I didn't feel really good and, and i was like okay you know what let's <laughs> let's get out of the room <laughs> and how old were you at this time oh uh, well i think i was in my early 30s okay 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was that that was the first time, and things didn't go well, and you guys kind of you know you kind of put it on the back burner. So, mm-hmm. what happened with your relationship at 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 that point? Like, did you guys kind of put that on the back burner and you focus more on your relationship, or did you actually wind up trying it again before you had you know basically fallen in love with each other? Um, I think we put it on the side and then, um, you know, we, it took a long time, took us a couple of years to really like start thinking, um, about our relationship or take it as uh, serious. So, um, then I, I would say there were a big gap between the first try Mm -hmm. and the second try, probably a couple of years. And I think the second, second try is. It happened after our relationship became serious. Right. So we were like boyfriend and girlfriend. We were in the relationship. So no longer, no, no longer just fuck buddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a serious relationship when when he brought it up again when we started thinking and talking about this. Okay, so let me let me pause you right there. So mm-hmm. obviously, when he brought it up the first time. And you guys kind of had this casual uh, relationship going on. I guess you didn't mm-hmm. really think much of it. But when he brought it mm-hmm. up again, once you were in a serious relationship and once you guys had admitted mm-hmm. that you loved one another, did it surprise mm-hmm. you that he still wanted it? Even like now mm-hmm. that you were his woman, like it's one thing if a guy wants it with a girl he's just fooling around with. But it's different when mm-hmm. he wants to do it with the woman that he's in love with and wants to spend his life with? Did it, did it strike you as odd? Like, do you remember how you felt about it when he brought it up again after you were already mm-hmm. in love with each other? Or was it the same to you? I think I did have a little bit question there, but um, it wasn't like a huge doubt or anything. I was just like, oh, uh, yeah, it's a little weird. But in the meantime, I was... I was like, oh, you know, everybody has their weird thing, especially comes to that room. Maybe that's his thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I felt. And then, yes, I probably subconsciously, I probably had some questions at the back of my mind. And uh, and I was like, okay, if I'm going to do it, all I need to do is to make sure I'm safe. My identity is safe. Um, that's all it matters. So... Uh, you, you said you had subconsciously some some things going on in your head, and this is mm-hmm. something that I, I ask you know uh, many of the wives that I, I talk to, and some of them mm-hmm. have, some of them have experienced this and some haven't. Did the thought ever cross your mind of, well, how much could this guy really love me if he's willing to share me this way? You know, because I guess society says that, you know, men are supposed to be, you know, jealous and we don't want anybody even looking mm-hmm. at our women, you know, and they say, you know, and a lot of guys will say, well, I get jealous because I care. I, I get jealous because I love you. So uh, there are mm-hmm. people who believe that if a guy is not getting jealous or if a guy wants you to be with other guys, that it's it's because, you know, he doesn't love you as much, which, we you know, is totally false. But there are mm-hmm. people out there who do believe that. Did that thought ever cross your mind even for a minute or you never had that thought? I think I had that thought as well. And, you know, especially in a society like China. And mm-hmm. um, it's even probably more obvious than the Western countries, Western world. Sometimes men 
see women as their possessions and it's like uh, you know <laughs> I owe my uh, I own my girlfriend or my wife and the other men shouldn't be even looking at her and if my wife or my girlfriend goes out and they should have all their skin covered they shouldn't be wearing any revealing clothes and they should be talking to other men you know those sort of mentality yes of course brought up and in that kind of environment and I did think about it. I was like, oh, why is he doing this? And does he really, like, love me? But at the same time, you know, his behavior and how he treated me kind of cleared the doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I have any, I don't think there's anything that can prove he doesn't love me. So, yes, it came across my mind, but not. It didn't exist for long. Okay, okay. So you got you got over yeah. it relatively quickly because he was constantly showing you how important you were to him. So you mm-hmm. never you never had to question, you know, how much yeah. he loved you and and wanted to be with you. Okay, so yeah. the was was it something that like before before the second time came back up. Was it something, mm-hmm. was it an idea that the two of you played with in bed? Like, would you talk about it? Was it like part of your, you know, like when you wanted to ramp things up in bed or make things more exciting, was it something that you two would talk about? Yeah, the second time when it happened, is it's um, very different than the first time. And that was the time and he uh, went back, he, he came back to America first and uh, I was supposed to follow him. And but the, you know because of work and things are um, still not um, finished and back in China, mm-hmm. so he left at first. So I was there in China. So then you know sometimes we talk on the phone. We have the phone sex and uh, we do video chat. <laughs> right, right. You know, hit each other, uh, entertain. So then he came up with this idea. And he's like, "Well, I'm not with you. And what do you think about?" You know, getting other men and to fulfill your needs and sort of things like that. That's how the second time he brought it up. And initially, I was like, "Ah, eh, no, I don't need it. I have enough to do. I'm pretty busy." Mm-hmm. And but he kept bringing it up, and you know, sometimes he sent me videos, and I was like, "Oh, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that?" It kind of got me excited and got me horny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> then, and then he went out. I, I guess he was posting some sort of messages on website and, you know, recruiting and selecting men without me even knowing it. And eventually he was sending me the message and he said, oh, look at the picture. Look at this guy. What do you think of him? And I must see that guy he selected for me was a really hot, good-looking one. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and I was like, uh, mm, "You've been <laughs> trying to seduce me. <laughs> You've been trying to seduce me. So now you got me. You got me excited. You got me horny. And uh, now it's like I'm hungry. There's something right in front of me. How can I say no?" So just to, you know, so that I know my listeners are following along. Mm-hmm. Your relationship had gotten to the point where you guys were serious about each other. He came mm-hmm. back, um, mm-hmm. and while you guys were apart, he was still kind of putting these ideas in your head. Like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if you kind of found somebody in my absence to give you what you need? Um, yeah. Now, at this time, 
was was he still trying to get you to go down the path of playing with black men or was he just random guys? Oh, it's still black men. Okay, so when he it's was when he's showing you pictures, it's it's always been with that interracial aspect of it. Yes. Okay. So he's abroad. Well, he's here in China. He's sending you things, planting the seeds. You're getting horny. Uh, what kind of give us an idea of what happened next? Did you take him up on his offer to find somebody to take care of you while you were apart? Or did you wait until you guys were back together? Oh, well, he pretty much set up everything. Um, then, you know, he gave me the contact of this person and then he gave this guy my contact and he said, why don't you guys, you know, started communicating with each other. Then initially, I believe three of us were in the group chat. And mm-hmm. um, some. then later on, he said, no, I just don't feel like it's working. He said, why don't you two are talking? So he he let us. Me and the, the the other guy, we were talking. He just he says, just keep me post, posted. So then, um, probably both of you will feel comfortable if I'm not in the group chat. So um, yeah. And then I started chatting with this guy, and uh, you know, we started sharing what you like, or what you want to do, what excites you, so and so. So then, um, I went out, met this guy. <laughs> okay, so he so you guys talked long enough for you to get comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And you just kind of kept your 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 boyfriend. Now at this time, yeah, was he still he was just your boyfriend. boyfriend, or had you guys gotten engaged at this point? Um, I would see we were like on the track. Well, he did not propose, mm-hmm. but we both kind of knew it's getting serious. We're getting there. Okay, so you kind of at this point you knew that it was in your future uh, with this guy. Yeah. Okay, so you you went and you met the guy. Did you, uh, w- after you met him in person, did you play that same day or was the first meeting just to see him in person and get comfortable and see what kind of vibe you got from him? Uh, I think the first time it was pretty much a meet, as a meet and greet. So we met each other, we had a drink, and they were like, you know, we express our interests uh, um then we've decided okay so let's meet up sometime maybe the weekend mm-hmm. or or in the convenient time for both of us yeah it didn't happen on the first meeting okay so you have the first meeting with him you guys just talk you set up a time mm-hmm. you know in the, the the not so distant future to get together again what do you remember mm-hmm. when you got back home and and you know you had that first conversation with your boyfriend after you met the guy, after you met the black guy and y'all kind of sat there and talked and you knew that you wanted to do this. What do you remember about that conversation uh, with your boyfriend? Because basically it's about to happen. Like everything that he's been fantasizing about is, is, mm-hmm. is about to happen. And so you're telling him about what happened over the first lunch date or coffee or dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you remember feeling from him as, as you were telling him? Uh, I remember he wanted to know every detail, like mm-hmm. every single detail I have to describe from the very beginning until the end. Uh, what did we talk and uh, how long did we sit there? What did we do? So he was very interested in all details. And in the meantime, he sounded really excited. So that's the feeling I've got. Now um, I had to try to memorize <laughs> everything and, did it- and tell him. With the details, because I I know some women, they they struggle with that. They struggle with trying to remember 
mm-hmm. everything and they don't want to leave out anything because they know that he they know that their husband boyfriend partner what have you they they know that he loves the details did you have to get mm-hmm. used to that or did you kind of like from the very first time were you like okay this is really nice I like doing this or did you have to get kind of like used to to to, to giving those kinds of details Oh, I had to learn those. I, had, <laughs> I definitely had to learn because uh, he was like, oh, what did you wear? Sometimes he, he even asked me to take a picture, take a video, show me what you're going to wear. Or when I came back and he was like, take picture, I want to see you. Then he started asking all the details. I'm like, oh. I mean, <laughs> in my mind, sometimes <laughs> it was like, oh, annoying. Is that so important? Like, what but, did I eat? What did I drink? Is right. that really important? <laughs> But you've learned that yeah. it's it's extremely important, you know. Um, yeah. Just got just out of curiosity because I I know that there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this, who they're just beginning their journey, and mm-hmm. and and so I'm kind of moving back and forth time wise. But what I what I want you to do in this moment is for those wives who are in the beginning stages. And their husbands are asking them for details and the wives that are kind of struggling with that, like how you were feeling, like, well, why is like almost being annoyed by it? How would you explain to them why those details are important? Like, what do they do for for your husband? Like, how would you help them understand that? Look, this is why you're giving him details. This is what it does for him. And this is how I got used to it. How would you explain that to them? Um, I have to see, I must see my, my husband is really, really patient with me because, uh, in the beginning I didn't really, I wasn't able to describe too much details. First of all, because I probably didn't remember everything because I was nervous. And secondly, I think I subconsciously I have this guilt in my mind or, you know, I didn't want to look sort of, sort of feelings then later on, you know, over time, I guess I don't feel the guilt anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know that's what he enjoys, what I enjoy. So then I I also learned that to be able to give him all the details and it helps him to picture what's going on, what's happening. And then he would be able to use his imagination to really, you know, think of the whole scenario. And that's probably what really gets him excited. Now, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, that's what I've learned over time. And it's not easy. But I guess uh, (laughs) from my learning experience, though, was uh, just stay calm and don't feel guilty if that's what your husband really enjoys. Now, have you gotten to the point where you enjoy giving him details? Like you enjoy seeing his reaction when you give him details? Yeah, sometimes. And uh, I could tell, you know, I can I could hear from his voice. I could tell from his eyes the details I gave to him and get him really that get him really excited and and he enjoys it. Okay. Okay, so let's kind of go back now. You were talking about, you know, you had this first meeting and you get back mm-hmm. and you you know, you call your your at the time your boyfriend on the phone. Um so it winds up happening. Now I'm I'm not going to ask you to go mm-hmm. into any kind of detail about what happened. I'll I'll save that when I have you back for your after party episode. But what I am curious mm-hmm. about is 
A, were you nervous? Because he wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. Did you do? Did you set up any kind of like webcam, or was he on the phone, or was it strictly just you and the guy? Um, the first time, uh, and again, my husband really did a great job making sure I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he was talking to the guy as well, and he was then. Then that's a conversation between them, and he says that I want an audio re- uh, recording, so. I just want you to be aware. I want you to be okay with that. And then this guy said, oh, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. And then he told me this. He said, you know what? I just, I don't want to make it difficult for you. Just, um, you know, record the audio and I could hear you. And that's, that's all you need to do. Press the button. The moment you walked into the room, then that's it. That's all you need to do. So I basically recorded the audio for the first uh, meeting with the, uh, with this guy. Okay. Now, so did that help you like not be nervous or were you still nervous and anxious uh, leading up to it? Um, yeah, I was definitely nervous. And uh, I think the first time I met him, I was in a hotel. Um, but the good thing is I, I decided I wanted to set up the hotel because I feel safer that way. Right. <laughs> so I know, I know what I'm, where I'm walking, what I'm walking into, where I'm going, what's happening. So I think that way helped me a lot because I was the one booked the room, set it up and I told him where to go. Right. So it wasn't like you were going somewhere to meet him. He was coming to meet you. Yeah. Okay. So the first time happens, you had a little bit of nervousness um, when it was over. Great experience for you, kind of middle of the road, fantastic, exceeded your expectations. What After it was over, kind of where were you on, 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 on how it felt? I would say he definitely exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. <laughs> because my expectation wasn't very high. Because based on my first experience, right. I was like, okay, I hope this one is not going to be worse than last time. <laughs> so my expectation wasn't very high. And plus, he was a really good-looking dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's got a nice-looking body, six-pack, tall, strong, and have this kind of like a bad guy-looking face. So he's definitely exceed my expectations in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, as as far as had you ever, you know, for lack of a better way of saying, it, have you had you ever been fucked like that before? Probably not. So that's I, why I said he exceeded my expectation. I was I I I still remember. I felt like it's different because I had excellent, wonderful sex with my husband, and but it's different because he does get a different size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I would see the excitement level I might have got before, but, you know, the whole experience, um, you know, his look and his size and plus the first time with a black guy and it, all together, I would see it's not something I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how, ex- like, from the time that it ended, how excited mm-hmm. were you to tell your boyfriend 
what had happened? Um, very excited, super excited. I called him right after I walked out from the hotel. Okay, so 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 you didn't stay at the hotel. No, I didn't stay. In the oh, okay, hotel. okay. So you leave. So you pretty much call him as you're walking down the street. Yes. Okay. Um. So, what do you remember about that first conversation? Like you, you know, because this is something that he had obviously he had been thinking about pretty much from the time he met you, and mm-hmm. there have been you know years and years. Trust me, even though he maybe only brought it up a few times. It, I guarantee you, if I were to interview him, it had been on his mind a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. So, you know, yeah. so it finally happens. You know, this is something that he's been thinking about over and over and over for, you know, for many years, pretty much from the time he met you. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that moment it happened, you're having this conversation. What do you remember feeling from him, hearing in his voice, when you're telling him, okay, this actually happened. Like, it's, it's no longer a fantasy now. It's real. You know, this is no mm-hmm. longer something that you're reading about in a magazine or watching online. This is, you know, you are leaving the hotel having just been bucked by not, on, not only another guy, but a black guy. Something that he's been fantasizing about for a long time. So what was that conversation like with him? You know, think about the conversation. To be honest with you, I was still feeling like, oh, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not good. He's not getting jealous. I still mm-hmm. have that kind of like subconsciously. I still have those type of worry. Right. And I guess it's because of my guilt because I felt a little bit guilty. So I remember when I called him because while we were having sex, while we in the hotel, he started texting me. And then the moment I walked out from the hotel room, I'm seeing tons of messages. So then I didn't even have time or I didn't even want to read the message first. And I just called him right away because I wanted to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for those signals in his voice and uh, whether he was uh, upset or whether he was uh, worried or whether he's not happy with anything but I didn't see that and all I heard from his voice was excitement and asked me to uh, describe everything for him and asked me to send him the uh, audio uh, records and Mm -hmm. that's all I heard from his voice. It was pretty funny because uh, I was trying to send send him the <laughs> audio recording, and I couldn't do it somehow. I guess because of the size, or for some reason, I could feel the frustrations, and he was pretty frustrated. He wanted to hear it, then I couldn't send it, and I had to try all different ways, emails, or or you know, mm-hmm. social, some other different text messages to send it, and. Uh, I could. I remember the frustrations. <laughs> right, because well, he, he wanted he, it. Not frustration with you, yeah. but just he wanted to hear it. And so, yes. let me ask you something. Uh, and you just mm-hmm. kind of uh, spoke on it very eloquently. In that moment, when when you were looking for those things in in his voice, mm-hmm. that was, a, I guess, suffice it to say, that was a very vulnerable time for you. Like that moment in time. Um, because let's say, for example, that, that he did have a bad reaction to it, you know, Mm -hmm. like he did get jealous and did get upset and did get angry, you Mm -hmm. know, that could have totally changed 
the path that you guys were on. Because basically what happened was he told you he wanted something. You trusted him enough to believe in it. And then you trusted in mm-hmm. him enough to kind of go through all of this and arrange it and set it up. And you went through with it. You did it to make him happy. Not saying that you didn't want mm-hmm. it, but your primary reason at that time was you cared about this man and you know you saw how much it meant to him and you wanted to make it happen. And so you mm-hmm. did it. And when you were looking for those, you know, saying that you were a little worried, like, okay, he said he wanted it, but like you said earlier, there's a big difference between fantasy and reality. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, he's, he's turned on by the fantasy of it. Is he going to be turned on by the reality of it? Right. And, 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 and the fact that he reacted the way that he did being so into it and being so turned on, like I can only imagine how much of a relief that must have felt like for you in that moment. Yeah, it's definitely a relief. I mean, if I ever detected a little bit of jealousy or anger from him, I probably would, I probably got angry first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you wanted it. I didn't want it. And now you are like making me feel like that was my fault or or, you know, some strange feelings, then I probably won't even want to do it again. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that he reacted the way that he did. So let me ask you, um, did you do it any more before you saw him again? Or was that the only time you did it before you saw each other again? Um, yeah, I did it a couple more times with, the. Uh, the same guy uh-huh. and uh, somehow it just in he didn't he wasn't the person I want to have a, a regular meeting or a casual right encounter with him because he probably not the right person he didn't know where his position was so then moved on and then my husband find me another guy oh wow okay so <laughs> husband was, he was so he was hard at work <laughs> yeah, he was. So yeah, and I met a different guy, and then we met each other a couple of times, two or three times, and then I moved to uh, I moved to the U.S. Okay, so your husband never came back to China. Yeah, he left China before I did. The, our plan was like you know he came back first, and then I'll follow him once I was able to move. Okay, so you have another guy you play around with, then uh, time advances and you wind up moving to the United States. Wait, wait, wait. So, sorry, that was my mistake. So, um, okay. he, did, he did come back to visit me and uh, we did spend a couple of weeks together and he had to return to the U.S. Uh, because of work. Then I followed him. Okay, so that's, that's what I wanted to get to yeah. when he came back. And you were mm-hmm. able to see him for the because mm-hmm. by the time he came back, you had already been with two guys, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so in other words, when he left, you hadn't been with anybody but him, as far as since you yeah. guys had been together. Um, mm-hmm. Then he leaves. You're with two guys, and then he comes back. What do you remember about when he came back, and that like that first night you guys were together, and you had been with this? Like, do you do you remember feeling anything different from him? Was it is was his intensity higher? Like, how would you describe those those moments? It is very 
the intensity was very high. It was very exciting. And, and, but my guessing was it's probably for several reasons. First mm-hmm. of all, we haven't seen each other for a little bit. And uh, then we're talking about this um, stories experience uh, online most of the time. So it's get it, it got accumulated. And then, of course, the first time we saw each other, it was hot. It was very exciting. And but I, I'm not too sure it's just for this because of these only or there are other reasons. Right. Well, definitely it was super excited. It was hot. Okay, what I'm and I'm 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 looking forward to kind of hearing when this change occurs. But one of the things mm-hmm. that I'm 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 hearing from you is not 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 saying that you don't trust him, but it's almost like you're you're very cautious. Like you've been very cautious along this journey. Um at at different at different stops in it. You know, as far as, okay, well, let me see if he really wants this. Okay, I did it. Let me see how he's going to react to it. Okay, we haven't seen each other, but I don't know if he's really excited about this or if it's just because he misses me. Like, you you, you haven't gotten totally on board with it as of yet. And so I'm curious to see when that transition, uh, when that transition happened for you. So he came back. You guys had this incredible time while he was there. Obviously, I'm sure you talked about it and relived it and, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, shared pictures and videos with him if you had him. And then he comes mm-hmm. back to the, you know, he comes back to the U.S. Did you play mm-hmm. with anybody else prior to you meeting him over here? Um, no, because after he returned back, and I followed him. It wasn't a long time. It was pretty short. Mm-hmm. And I guess also because I had so much things I need to do before I move. So, yeah, it was pretty much like a, a short break okay. we took. Yeah. Now, now, when you did return back to the – when you not return back, but when you did uh, come and meet him in the United States, mm-hmm. how long were you here before you guys got married? Mm, oh, we we got married before we um, uh, before I moved back. Okay, so, so you got married in China. Uh, no, we got married when uh, there's like uh, one of the Christmas and wait, not even Christmas. One of the summer, I had two weeks vacation, and uh, it was supposed to be a vacation with him only. But he was like, you know what? Let's just have our wedding. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, very cool, very cool. Yeah. So, so we had our wedding. Okay, so by the time you came to the United States, you were already married. Yeah. Okay. Um, how how long after you guys got married before you had your next experience? Um. So. So after we got married, I had to return back China to mm-hmm. China. Then I came to the U.S. So. so Nothing really happened during that time because, as I mentioned, it was a time I had to move and I had a lot of things to do. So when I moved to the U.S., once we settled, um, probably for three months after everything settled and we started this again. And he actually started. He probably is doing it all the time. I I was just too busy. (laughs) 
Sunday he didn't want to talk to me. Because <laughs> I was busy with work, with moving, with everything. And But because the reason I'm saying it is because I've noticed that his online account has been active uh, activated for a long time. So my guessing was that he's looking or mm-hmm. he's, uh, you know, um, searching and it's just without my knowledge. Oh, so he was just kind of, he, he, he still kind of kept this going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kept, well, yeah. he, he was. He was. He was. He was uh, definitely into it. <laughs> yeah. He. He. He's. He's still very into it. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Uh, but it depends on the situation. I guess sometimes he's probably he feels like, oh, I'm not into it, or I got distracted, and he kind of slows down. Okay. So as of now, how long have you guys been married? Oh, we've been married for four years. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of fast forward a a, a, a little bit. Um, I believe we were talking. I, I had asked you, as of now, how many uh, different black guys have you been with? Uh, do you remember what you told me? <laughs> yeah, I remember I told you about 10 or maybe slightly more. Um, I didn't really count the exact number, but, right. you know, some of them are just one time, one meeting, and some of them are regulars. We meet pretty much like uh, every now and then. Uh, I would say somewhere around between 10 to 15. Okay. Now, as I, I was saying earlier that I, I noticed at several points in your journey, you were, I'm not going to say reluctant, but you, you, you hadn't bought in yet 100%, you know, at, mm-hmm. at different times. I feel like when I talk to you now that you are at that point. Uh, so what I'm curious about is, do you remember when it changed? Like, do you remember when, when you felt comfortable enough to, uh, I guess the first few times it was happening because he was setting everything up. And even though you were enjoying it, it was almost mm-hmm. like he was the engine. Like he was the one that was driving you. Like if he didn't say anything, you probably would have just been cool. Just waiting, you know, wait until you saw him. So what I'm curious about is, do you remember, or even if it's happened at all, do you remember when it happened where you were like, you know what, I know that he enjoys this, but I really enjoy it too, and I want to do this. Like when you gave yourself permit, do you remember when you gave yourself permission to enjoy it and to actually seek it out yourself? Mm. Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> it's very interesting and because it happened, the change happened after, not too long after I listened to your podcast. Oh, really? And after, yeah, and oh. after we talked to um, another couple and mm-hmm. uh, they're into the same same type of things and uh, they're a couple and uh, we are chatting uh, sometimes online and I was chatting with the husband a lot more. Um, because for their for their way, um, they do it is um, the wife doesn't really chat much. It doesn't matter in the group set or online chatting. So husband was very talkative and very uh, uh, chatty. So I was talking to him as well. So then at the point, I can't remember. I can't even remember the question. What was the question they asked? And I just said, I remember something um, I said was like, oh, I don't quite understand. So he was like, uh, you know what? You don't have to understand it. You just need to know we enjoy it. We love it. 
by saying we, he means him and my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the time I sort of like, okay, so that's real. And I guess it's really like uh, there's no other reason but just like it, enjoy it. And also after listening to your podcast, because I went online search, I have questions and I knew he liked it, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a type of person. I always need to dig to the root. I need to know the rationale behind right. everything. But it has to make time, sense to you. No rationale. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing called rationale when it comes to the bedroom thing. So I went online. I I was trying to, you know, look for information. I was trying to look for answers. And I came across to our podcast. And I listened to a couple of the episodes. And I think that started making sense to me uh, why he's into what he's into. And then also ease my worry or um, my questions. And I was like, you know what? If you can't figure out, just don't try. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the other husband was also told me, you don't need to know why. All you need to know is we love it. Right, right. So just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, to, just, just, to, just enjoy, just enjoy the ride. So yeah. When, when you got to this point and you kind of had this, uh, this change in in how you see things, how did things change for you as far as the way that you approached this lifestyle? Like, what, what, what was the change, if, if anything? If there are any changes, I would say I am more um, proactive mm-hmm. than reactive before. So before it was pretty much like he set it up sometimes or he connected me and the guy or sometimes he even had to push me a little bit. But now I'm like uh, more clear and more proactive. I sometimes go through the profiles. I'll talk to the guys online and if I'm interested. And sometimes if he brought up some guys, I'm like, no, this, he's not my type. Right. Or yes, I like him. <laughs> so um, first of all, I think I'm more proactive. And then before and secondly, I I like, okay, if I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I don't. I know what I want. And, and it's not about it's not about you know in at the beginning or in the past I'm very like careful about how he feels right and then now I don't have to worry about it I focus on my own feelings a little more okay and do you think that like how do you think he feels seeing you kind of be more proactive and being more in I remember you said something earlier about it was almost like he was always checking to make sure that you were wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like your behavior is showing him that you want to do it, that you're not doing it just for him, that you're doing it, you know, because, because you want it. And that's something that I've, I've, I've seen a lot of husbands go through is, is they want to get, they, they want their wives to get to this point where it's something that she wants, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, like once she's able to get to that point, you can see things go to another level because the same way that you worry that you had things that you were worrying about, he was worried about those things. He was worried about, am I pushing her? Does she really want to do this? Am I hurting her? You know, am I making her do something she doesn't want to do? Like the same way that you had things that you were worrying about, 
he had things that he was worrying about and he was second guessing himself about. And so mm-hmm. when you got to this place where you kind of got this confidence and you became more proactive, it actually helps both of you. You know, it helps you because you're no longer worried. Like you said, you're not paying so much attention to how he's feeling and, and everything like that. And it helps him because he no longer feels like he's leading you down a road that you, you know, aren't fully engaged. Not that you're not enjoying it, but that you're not fully engaged. Whereas now he's not even leading you. You're kind of leading, leading him. You know, he's just kind of following. He's following you now. And I'm just wondering, do you sense anything different in him now that you've kind of adopted this new way of, of, of looking at this? The difference you seen him, it could be very subtle. I'm not really sure it's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But I can see sometimes when I told him, okay, you know what, I want to meet this guy. Or I'm going to meet him on Friday. Or I sometimes tell him, you know what, I'm going to have a lunch break today. And with someone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he sounds like very surprised and he also sounds excited and he'll be like oh so can i be there too i'm like oh yeah of course that's why i'm telling you (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) it definitely brought a lot more surprise and excitement for him um it also made me feel like you know our 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 relationship is more stable or tied together and I was laughing the other day. I was like, uh, okay, people are watching porn and you are watching my video clips. <laughs> I'm like, don't you want to try a different or watch oh, something else? Oh, no, you're, <laughs> you're, you're his favorite porn star. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, like, a couple of times and I noticed when he's watching something, it's actually my video clips. I'm like, don't you get bored watching me all the time? No, no he, he <laughs> never nope. No, he never, trust me, he never gets bored. <laughs> I don't I don't know a husband out there that gets bored. You guys don't know how much these husbands enjoy watching uh, the videos that you make for them. So here's something that I'm kind of curious about, being that your, your path was a little different than most couples that I've talked to in the sense that your first few encounters happened with him not being there. Mm-hmm. So what I'm curious about is, the first time you got to play with him being there, you know, mm-hmm. what do you remember about that? Like, was it awkward for you because you had already done it a few times without him being there? Was it like awkward that first time having him there? Or did you enjoy it like having his energy in the room from the very first time? Mm, at the beginning, I mean, it wasn't awkward at all. But at the beginning, when he, when I knew he was there, it more like make me feel safe and comfortable. And later on, it's become something like, uh, okay, it excites me, and knowing he's watching, because knowing he's excited by this, and sometimes he participated, it becomes a threesome. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't, it never been awkward situation for me. It's pretty much like at the beginning, I wanted him to be there for safety reasons but then later on i wanted him to be there because it makes both of us excited right it, it it makes the the encounter more enjoyable so do you still play alone at all or is he always there now 
I would say most of the case he's here, and but he's also fine if um you know I want to play it along, he's okay with that. Um, but I always make sure I have something for him because I know he likes it. So if if I play along, I'll definitely have videos for him or even a short um video clip, and he would love to watch those. Okay. So, yeah. I, yeah, I do it very occasionally, but if I do, and I'll make sure there's something for him. Okay, fantastic. Now, one of the things that I, I had touched on um, in the beginning, and I kind of want to use this opportunity to kind of go into that. Um, like I said, I, I, I encountered you on Twitter. We found each other on Twitter. And mm-hmm. let's just say you are not shy anymore. You, know, you are, <laughs> you know, like you, you have reached that place where, you know, like I encounter a lot of couples on Twitter and for most of them, you know, even though they're fully in the lifestyle, it's the husband who kind of operates the Twitter page. That's not mm-hmm. the case with you guys. You run your Twitter page like that's you behind the keyboard on your Twitter page. And, you know, the the, the, the pictures that you post, the video clips that you post, you're all in. And we had the conversation and this is kind of what led to me wanting to have you on my show was you enjoy this so much that you want to tell other women in your country that, Hey, this is an option. You should think about this. Why did, why, why is that the case for you? Like, why do you feel it that much where you actually want to open this door for other people? It has um, a lot to do with my friends because um, uh, I have a I have a lot of friends and they're very successful in their career and they make enough money to support themselves. They actually, you know, don't need a husband to support them, but they happen to be single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of weird when you're in your mid thirty or late thirty when you're still single. And the society will see you as um, you have this term. If I literally translate it, uh, it's called, in English it's called leftover women. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. You, you're, you're, you're saying leftover women, like leftover food in the refrigerator? Yep. Oh. Yep. If I translate, if I translate it into English, that's how it sounds. So that's how a society sees women in mid twenty or you know even probably even earlier uh, mid thirty even earlier thirty or late thirty if you're still single if you're not married that's how society sees you or some people would even address women like that so um I'm seeing a lot of them struggle because they have a good life they have great career they make enough money but when it comes to sex and some of them they don't want to be bound by a relationship or they haven't find the right person mm-hmm. to start a, a serious relationship but then you have your needs your body needs it your body needs sex but then i think them some of them they're confused with uh, sex and love and some of them still hold that kind of mentality like i need to have sex only if i'm ready to develop a relationship with this guy right. so I, I've seen a, a, quite a few of my friends are struggling with it. I even came to the point, I was like, you know what? I really just want to tell her what I'm doing because I want to show her there's another way 
of living your life. You don't you don't have to be hard so hard on yourself, and uh, you know just enjoy. As long as you don't hurt anyone, as long as you know you make sure you um, it's safe, then why not? So I want them to see this is not a wrong thing to do, and because you are not hurting anyone, and uh, you have other ways to enjoy life, enjoy yourself. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. Now, with that being said, uh, have you been successful at? Telling even one friend, like getting one friend to go through this door, or you haven't had that one conversion yet? Well, I I haven't really told my story to my friend. That's the idea I have. And I was telling my husband, if I'm going to meet this friend of mine again, and uh, I'm going to just come out, I'm, I'm going to tell her. But with, uh, with some of the friends, I mean, even though without telling me my story, I sometimes talk about, you know, sex and the relationship uh, in other person's name and uh, tell them you know this is what this person do this is that what that person do and i do see the change and mm-hmm. their attitude towards relationship their attitude towards men change and uh, they are like pretty much they they are open to the new possibility and they're not so hard on themselves and they're not going to hold this so-called moral standard or what society asks them to do so i'm glad to see the changes in my friends okay and now we had yeah we had a we had a trip a couple of girls we went to vegas together we went to watch all this you know chipped out match mike and we're into strippers club and i've seen how much they enjoyed it mm-hmm. so yeah i do see the changes and i also saw some of them are going out with guys and with foreigners with uh, different men and uh, they were able to it finally separate sex from the fitting from the relationship okay so you can see that you're actually making a difference with them yeah now are you going to tell any of them about your appearance on this are you going to like let them hear it um i'll probably tell one of them because she's the one i trust and she's the one struggles Mm-hmm. And uh, I trust she's not going to tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, trust me, I, I, I completely get it, and that's 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 really awesome that you, you know, you've kind of discovered this fantastic thing, and you want to share it because you know that mm-hmm. they could benefit, uh, you know, that they could benefit from it as well, and that's that's one of the things that, as time goes forward with my podcast one of the things that I'm learning is kind of the snowball effect you know uh where Mm -hmm. you know I interview a couple and then a few months later another couple hears that interview and they're inspired by it or another person hears it and then they're inspired by it and then a few months later another couple or another person hears that second person and it's it's I'm I'm starting to see this trend develop of you know where now I've gotten to the point where almost like a family like I'm down three generations now you know where <laughs> like literally where I've done an interview interview number 1 and then that inspired you know person number 2 heard in that interview mm-hmm. number 1 and was inspired by it and and it changed his life. And then person number three heard person number two 
and it changed his life. And I'm starting to encounter that more and more. And you're another example of that. You heard it and it resonated with you. And not that it helped you get into the lifestyle because you were already in the lifestyle, but it did help you kind of see things differently. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it got you to a place where you were more comfortable. And I can already see that, you know, somebody's going to hear this. You know, somebody, you know, there's a woman out there who's going to hear this and she's going to be inspired by what you say and, and the journey and the path that you took. And it's, it's fascinating to me. You know, it's, it's one of those things that when I started all this, I never really gave much thought to. You know, I didn't, I, I, the thought never even crossed my mind that it would kind of take this form. But now that I'm in that moment and I'm able to kind of see it happening before me, it's, 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 it's really fascinating and it's really humbling at the same time to think that you're affecting people and you're kind of change of, you know, affecting people's lives, you know, in mm-hmm. this, in this unique of ways. So you know, I, I definitely want to, you know, to thank you for, for listening and, and, you know, for allowing me in to kind of, you know, alter, you know, your perception of the lifestyle and help you understand your, you know, your, you know, your, your husband better. Um, before I forget, why don't you tell my listeners how they can find you on Twitter? Um, okay, so my Twitter name is um, Chinese Housewife One, number one. So yeah, search that name. You should be able to see my Twitter. And usually, I will post stuff bilingual, uh, Chinese and uh, English. Um, you know, speaking of, about Twitter and speaking about influencing the others, uh, um, I only opened my Twitter account like two months ago uh, when it was the pandemic started and i got time to do it yeah right and uh, yeah and i got like it's like uh, in the blink of eye i got 15 uh, oh yeah 15, no 000, yeah, yeah. Like, i'm looking followers. at you like, uh, yeah i'm looking at you right now you're over, yeah, you're over fifteen thousand people <laughs> where are these people coming from i would probably see 95 percent of them are chinese so i could see they are First of all, China has the biggest population. And secondly, I did not expect like so many Chinese people are into it, but I'm glad and they find their way to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then there are many, many couples and sometimes it's husband. Actually, most of the time it's husband, but sometimes there are also women. They were asking me, oh, you know what? We really um, envy you or we want to do what you do. Can you introduce us some black guys in China? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not there. Or a lot of guys would ask you know, how do I guide my wife to do this? <laughs> and there's so many questions like that. I'm pretty sure if, I, if I'm if i able to share your podcast and if I, I don't know whether I can put a subtitle or in, in a way so they can understand the language. And oh, we'll find a way. We'll, well. We'll, 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 we'll work on it and find a way for you to, um, you know, to find a way to put some kind of subtitles in there. So that they can yeah. kind of follow, so that they can follow along with it, and who knows, maybe we can find someone that can kind of translate it and transcribe it, you know. Uh, but I, I definitely anything that I can do to help you spread the word, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be more than, I'll be more than happy to. And for those of you who didn't catch it, uh, her Twitter handle you can find her. That's at 
Chinese Hot Wife One, C H I N E S E H O T W I F E, and the number one. So it's Chinese Hot Wife One, and that's how you can find her on Twitter. And you 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 will not be disappointed at all. Very very beautiful woman. <laughs> and she. Thank you, Michael. And she. You, you, <laughs> could, you could you could tell that she definitely enjoys. Uh, like this is this is not a case of her husband pushing her into this anymore. She 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 she's doing it. She's doing it for her. Um, now I I do try to keep my episodes uh, at a, at a certain time um, limit, um, but I definitely know that I want to have you back. I definitely want to have you back uh, for uh, one of the after party episodes, so we can kind of get you to go into more you know more depth about you know, these private moments that you've had and, and why it is that you enjoy, you know, fucking black guys so much. Cause that's what the people really want to hear, mm-hmm. you know? Well, so we yeah, I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. So we got it. We got, we got to get you back so that we can go into, uh, into detail about that. And hopefully that's something that we can set up soon. Um, but before I let you get out of here, like I said, there are a lot of new people who are listening to this. Like I understand that, Many of the people who listen to my podcast, these are people who are just starting their journeys. You know, they they, they they still have questions. They still have things that they don't understand. They're still trying to figure out things. So what would you say, what would your advice be to those wives out there who are still wondering, is this right for me? Do I want to do this? Is you know, how do I know my husband is still going to look at me the same and feel the same about me if I give in to this? Like, what would you what would you say to those wives out there that are kind of struggling with that? I would say, you know, based on my experience, my feeling, um, I would say if you have any doubt, any questions, and don't just keep it in your mind and ask your husband. And if you don't get the answers and ask again, um, or, you know, ask the other couples, I think the one who actually enlightened me was the husband <laughs> mm-hmm. of another couple. And he did really like, you know, confirmed what I probably have in my mind, but I needed to hear it from a second person. So communication is the key. Ask your husband. And if you have a chance, talk to the other people and to get different perspective. That will help you uh, with your questions or with your doubt. Don't just keep it within yourself. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, A, you know, for, for agreeing to come on my show and for being so candid and kind of letting us in uh, your journey and putting up with all my, you know, probing questions. <laughs> you know, thank, thank- yes. Thank you for being thank you for being such a, 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 a good sport about about everything. And I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And I, I know that there are going to be a number of people who are are really going to get a kick out of, of hearing you detail your journey. Thank you for having me, Michael. It's a great pleasure to share my story here. Well, no, like I said, I, I definitely look forward to having you back. So uh, to all my uh, listeners out there, you know, I've enjoyed bringing this to you. Um, of course, you guys know that my Patreon supporters, uh, they get to hear it first. They get first crack at the episode. Uh, when you hear me talk about the after party episode, that's going to be coming up with a, that's going to be a Patreon exclusive. Um, it's my Patreon supporters who, who make all of this possible for me. So if you are a Patreon supporter, 
you guys know how I feel about you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot that you guys, you know, continue to support what I do and want to see me continue doing what I do. And if you're not yet a Patreon supporter, maybe this would be the one to, to make you say, you know what, I really like what this guy is doing and, and I want to make, I want to do my part to make sure that he's able to continue doing it. So thank you all uh, for listening. Thank you all for being supporters. Uh, I am your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Take care.